Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. Oh, I'm Gemma. <laughs> oh no, no, it's my editing week and I've got to edit out that fucking laugh. No, leave it in, leave it in. I'm chippy. You know why? It's because I was getting excited. I was getting ready to say for the first time with... What's video. this? Video. Yeah. In your video faces, in your eyeballs. I'm in your eyeballs. I went and put a very bright lipstick on, so now you get to watch me try and drink coffee and not get lipstick all over my face. I am fresh from the... Don't say it. Ugh. You haven't already been to spin, have you? Oh, God, no. Um, I'm fresh from this summer camp school run. The I, I At the end of term, I was like, yes, no more school runs. Yeah. I'm still doing school runs. <laughs> I don't. As a mum who can't do summer camp... I'm envious. I'll, I'll do it if I can. Oh, it's not. It's not a chore. It's not a chore. It's bye, darlings. Bye. Have a lovely time. Bye. Bye. Is it just Ben? It's just Ben, and the other two are self-sufficient. I have got some new. I've got some big news. I've got a lot to talk about today. Sure I am not can Just carry on. Um, um, do the washing up. Hey. Chair. Number one. Do you like my hair? I really like your hair. And I was going to say, when I rushed off to put lipstick on, Gemma just sat there smug in the knowledge that she's already looking great. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. Um, also, uh, can I just... Is that a Gary I see on your body? It is. Can you stand up so that we can show the laundrettes? Because finally they can see there's the Gary. There it is. Modelled by Gemma Bray. This is sometimes you'll see we're both in a Gary, but today I'm in a scamp and dude, childlike romper. We're repping for the jumpsuit crew. Yeah. Um. So someone very kindly sent me off on a treat to a rather swanky hairdressers with a bar. I went in and it was the most. I've never had a hair experience like it. And I'm sure like people listening to this who um, like have money and live in like London are used to this, right? Not me. I, I walked in and there was like, I said, would you like some water? So I said, love, have you got any sparkling water? Fully expecting no to just tap. I was like, but I'm fine with tap. And she brought out this sparkling water on a slate tray with figs and pistachios. And I was like, oh, we've raised the game. And then when they were putting like the toner on my hair and I had to sit for it to develop, this bar opens, G&T, rosé, wine, champagne. I got so intimidated, I went, no, oh, thanks, I'll just have my water, thanks, mate. You'll learn, you'll learn. I don't think I'll ever afford to go back there again. But so that's that, so that was nice. That was a nice treat last night. And then the other bit of news that I've got is that Thomas, Thomas. Tom, yeah, um, is potentially going to start working for Team Tom. Oh, no. did you inter- can I interview him? Yeah, it was all about doing the interview process, and I think that would actually be a really good idea, Thomas. <laughs> can we? You need to sign a what are they called. NDA. NDA. 
Yeah. Even if your mum is really annoying and makes you do a lot of work over the <laughs> summer, you're not to put up embarrassing content. No. Um, he. So when you wear a jumpsuit at all times whilst working for Team Tom. He's been looking for jobs, bless him, and he's getting more and more despondent. And um, I needed some help with video ed- editing and stuff. It was starting to take ages. And I was driving somewhere the other day and I was just like, well, Tom is actually really good at that because he used to run a YouTube channel a few years ago. But also, do you know what my father would say about this? He would say, now, he would say this, it's not the most lovely term, but it fits well. Why have a dog and bark yourself? But what I mean is the youth of today, do you remember having to show your parents how to write an email and being like, why am I having to show you this? It's really easy. Like having to show your parents how to use Google. The equivalent now is kids being like, can't understand why. Like loads of my friends are just like, I don't do reels. I don't understand them. I can't, I had Snapchat for about, oh, seven minutes. And there was, I don't understand it at all. What's the point of it? Why are you snapping? What's going on? And I feel like if you've got a teen Mm. in your house that wants to make money, get them to do as much of your technical as possible. Because there's a very lovely lady over on TikTok who has been sharing a lot about the organisation method and stuff. And, and I, I don't like TikTok. It scares me. It, it genuinely scares me. Tom's amazing on TikTok. So I'm like, you just go and do that. So, yeah, because I don't understand that because you, you're fine with reels. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, Instagram's comfy. I like Instagram. I know the vibe on Instagram. I know what people are like. TikTok, it seems like TikTok is a bit like Twitter. It's a lot harsher. Maybe it's the uh, three-year age gap, but I feel very safe on TikTok. Not safe. I mean, I'm sure the kids will hate me at some point, but like I know, I feel like I know what I'm doing. And for me, because it's either beauty content or um, true crime. I have two different channels. It's not on the same place. Um, I feel like I know, I, I understand the assignment. I'm like, oh, people want to know about retinol. I can tell you about retinol. So I get it. Whereas with Instagram, because of all that thing, which you've always been very good at, where I'm like, why is this video got 3000 views and this video has got three? And that still, after all these years of Instagram throws me off. Whereas it doesn't seem to throw me off on TikTok. I'm just like, well, TikTok. What are the kids up to today? They're not looking at me. All, all the kids are looking at me today. I just It's like me trying to tell a rowdy classroom of like preschoolers some stuff. Sometimes they listen, sometimes yeah. Whereas with yeah. Instagram, I'm like, oh, it's judgy. It's judgy mums. That's what, how I feel. Whereas you feel more comfortable with the judgy mums. What does that Do you say know what about I mean? Me? Well, no, I think it's because you're like, oh, okay judgy mums sorry not everyone on t- or not everyone on instagram is a judgy mum but do you know what I mean it's that different kind of audience yeah it's the, it's a completely different audience um so I feel like it's lovely I mean 
I've already made the decision that he's going to come and work for me, but I've told him that he's on a trial. And he's got to have an interview with a... With and, and, he, and he's like, Mum, what are you doing with your hashtags for TikTok? And I was making stuff a couple of years, like, don't stop chasing me out! And he was just like, you need a hashtag strategy. I was like, I know. Can't I just post organically? He was like, no, you Tom need a strategy. And, Tom, come and work for me. He was like, there's a kid's cartoon called Ben and Holly. Yeah. Like we need to rewrite and do a, a, a life laundry cartoon called Tom and Holly. Yeah. Because you're getting told off by Tom. And I was telling you just before we started recording that Holly, uh, who is basically, if you could remove any useful part of my mind and put it in person form, it is Holly. Anything I do is down to Holly, who gave us a little bit of a bollocking last week. Which is why we're doing this. Which is why, yeah, Holly's like, I'm wearing lipstick at 9.16 in the morning. Um, <laughs> so I feel like with both of them, they could, uh, I mean, we might do something. You're very efficient. I'm just tagging you along with my inefficiency. But um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I gave him a YouTube video, a, a pretend, a, like a, a dummy YouTube video to edit for me. Yeah. Right, because that's where most of my time goes. And um, but also that's really difficult because when I first started makeup YouTube about ten years ago, I couldn't bear to watch myself. Yeah, Joe used to do it for you, didn't and he? Joe used to do it, but Joe doesn't care. Joe loves me, does not care about makeup. Right. So it would end up with him editing out, like I'd be telling you really precisely how to blend something and he'd be like that's too long I'm going to cut that out but stuff with me being like and then I went to the shop and I'm like, he'd be like oh my god you're so amazing so there was like this beauty video with he'd got bored and cut out most of the beauty stuff that was actually useful and left in a load of me waffling so it is really difficult if you're trusting someone to edit your videos yeah so so I, I so I left into it and it's and you see, I only know this. We only know our. This is something in life, genuinely, like that has always. That's the wrong word, but it's always made me think deeply on it. So when I got divorced, and Tom and Johnny used to go, or they still do now, like see their dad. It took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that they had a whole different life that I didn't know about outside of the life that I that we lived in our little bubble this I have similar but very chippy versus Gemma in that I I have this real fascinating like obsessive fascination about the fact that after you die your body until it's cremated or buried has this ex existence that you don't know about that you have no say in oh and I think about it quite often where it's like people can make decisions for you you're like this extra being that's nothing to do with you anyway carry on it 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 really sort of got in my head it messed with my head a little bit and and obviously as as your kids get older and they have lives outside of the house that it, yeah, it's, also it's that's the thing they, they started going to your ex when they were little yeah yeah, right. but I've I've only ever seen Tom in full on family teenage relaxed mode, right? 
I've never seen what he could potentially be like in a more professional whatever situation. Especially considering the job he wants to do, which we won't discuss, but like he wants to do a grown up job. Yeah. And then so he 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 texts me and he was like, um, I'd love to know your opinions on lo-fi music in the background. I think it would add a deeper level of texture to the I'm like, what the heck? Sorry, sorry, who's who's taken Tom? What what's happened? Where's what have you done with Tom? Is this code word? Do you need help? Yeah. Oh, we do have that. We we do have that. We've got this little system. If ever he's in a situation with his mates and he feels uncomfortable or there's peer pressure or something he just will text me an x like a letter x and then I will immediately phone him and come up with a fake Thomas needs to come and pick you up okay that wouldn't work with my kids well they're too little well yeah but also they'll be like I love mummy they like have moments where they love me and they want to send me a kiss oh no you see Tom would never do that so that's why it works (laughs) If you send Tom a text, like ask him a question, where are you? You need to be back for tea. He will literally just text back the letter K for, okay, K. K. Yeah, I mean, they probably will morph into that. But at the moment, Ned would probably cry if I told him that because he'd be like, but what if I wanted to send you a kiss? Um, My kids have come up with a ploy for how to tell, we can tell each other that we love each other without saying it in public. Okay. They cry at the thought of not wanting to say it to me in public. Oh, quite sweet. But I'm like, you will get to a stage where you you won't want to be telling me in the middle of Sainsbury's that you love me. Um, And so we squeeze our each. We we hold hands and we squeeze three times. I love you. And um, it backfires slightly in that Ned just it's like a heart pumping him. I'm like, this is too a lot of love. There's a lot of love and I do appreciate it, but also it's kind of annoying. Um, um, it's like that thing, did you ever used to do that at school where if you say the word elephant, it looks like you're saying, you're mouthing. If you mouth the word elephant, it looks like you're mouthing, I love you. So like that. And like, um, why don't you just mouth? Oh, cause no, that's the trick. That's the joke, right? So you, you're um, across a classroom and you, um, uh, you mouth it and they think to a boy that you don't fancy but you want to wind him up right so you you mouth the word elephant he he gets all coy and cocky comes in it that ah, i didn't say that i said elephant ah, loser we have very different childhoods we've discussed this before um but i love that idea i do think it's really important i mean i had this thing where whenever i got into trouble when i was a teenager i would always phone my mum at very I was very naughty, but I always knew I could phone my mum. But um, I think it is really important to have like a some sort of system in place where you can. Yeah, that's the system. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't work if, God forbid, it was a a, a dangerous situation because I, he might not be able to pick the phone up. It's more yeah, of a situation it where, a like, thing like, I always think it's really useful. Obviously, again, too much true crime. Uh, if there's like something, a word you could say on the phone, yeah, that means, come get me. Yeah, or there's a problem. Like, yeah, yeah. and and it's got to be something that, if someone's listening, it doesn't sound like. Yeah, it's not like banana. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, so you have a great time, Mum. Banana. Banana. I want um, Tom to come and sort out my my existence at some point. If he's going to yeah, be. He did a, um, he went on like this team building away day thing on Monday in, in our local reservoir slash water park. And he, he wasn't happy because um, I sort of kind of forced him to go. I was like, you can't sit in your room rotting on your Xbox for the whole of the six week holidays. You go, yeah. go and do an activity. Um, anyway, so as I drove off, he's just like staring at me across the car park and said to Mike, this isn't good. He hates me. I could literally feel the anger seething out of his face. That's an important uh, part of teenagedom. Huh? An important part of teenagedom. Being yeah. left somewhere, hating your parents. And I'm like, bye! Bye! Have a lovely time! Um. Anyway, I picked him up and he had a, he did have a really good oh. time. They built rafts. They um went paddleboarding. And he was just like, he said something again that made me go, what the? It's like, why can't people tie knots anymore? I'm like, no, I can't tie a knot. I said, who's told you how to tie a knot? He's like, granddad, because my dad sails quite a lot. He's like, no one could tie a knot. He said, I was basically the knot tire all day. But Tom has always been different, hasn't he? Yeah. He's like, why could no one tie a knot? He's like, I went to school the other day to pick Ben up. And this woman goes, Ben's been teaching... Um, my son to play chess. I'm like, what? Like, Do you play chess? I'm like, no. And it turned out my dad had taught Ben how to play chess, and now Ben's teaching everyone how to play. So I mean, kids have this whole other life that yeah. you don't know about, and that's good. Hidden talent. It is good, but it is that weird thing of like, especially as I think as a mum, you get the worst. You probably get the best bits but you also get the bits where they're like yeah rotting in their room with their xbox or in my case i i I mean my eldest child is basically like some sort of emo goth hybrid at the moment he's nearly 10 but honestly honestly like only wears black i have to force him into either a short sleeve t-shirt or shorts he won't expose both parts of his body he'll just if if I re- if it's really hot, he might put a pair of like long board shorts on. He won't have his hair cut, so he's just got this straight black long bowl. It's just, just and like I'm having to make him a meditation garden. Really, oh, and we we've, we've spoken about this before, isn't it? like how as they grow up and they start to develop a personality that isn't yours, and you. Used- like struggle like because Tom's so relaxed but I'm not relaxed I struggled to was Tom identify with it yeah I mean I identify with I don't know I think I just wasn't expecting it as early from Ned and because our nine's little Mm. but he's very much moody preteen I'd say and yeah it's very there's some bits that I really identify with but like none of his friends are the same all of his friends are kind of quite energetic 
reading the Beano, climbing stuff. And he currently, I can hear my pestle and mortar in the kitchen because he's making his own incense today. Wow. Yeah. So I wouldn't really know how to deal with that. <laughs> I know, but it's so annoying. And he got this cookbook. This like, um, there's a TV show called Avatar. He got an Avatar cookbook for getting a good school report. And we're having to bake a lot of stuff from that, even though he's the world's fussiest eater. And it's just a lot. It's just, yeah. I was like, why can't you go and fall out of a tree like I did when I was nine? Obviously not break any bones, but like, you know, go and scrub about outside instead of talking to any grown up you can find about what's his astral planing. Don't know what that is. Uh, it's where you kind of have an out of body experience deliberately. Like That's what I'm dealing with. And how are the summer holidays going? Going well? Uh, the summer holidays. Yeah, I want to talk about this today because I think I've got a situation that I, quite a lot of mums have. I'm definitely in it. Oh, boobs. Sorry. Oh, so now we're going to be on YouTube. Everyone's going to see how often we we just have a quick check of Gem's boobs. They're still, I, know, I had an itch. <laughs> they're still magnificent. Um, the this year is a lot better than last year, right? So normally, summer holidays, I'll be in London. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have been able to afford to do any of the clubs, so all his friends would be doing clubs football club or multi-sports club five days a week we wouldn't be able to afford that so it would be me trying to work full-time and by full-time I mean flexibly for myself but full-time hours with three children on summer holidays trying to do stuff that we could afford to do with a husband that's working full-time and does a lot but also does nothing in that he gets them up every day he makes them breakfast every day he does a lot of bedtimes and bath times but nothing really in between unless I've booked it unless I've said to him you're in charge of the kids like yes he's in charge of the kids from two till four um you know so this year they've got a camp on Monday 50 dangerous things um and today we're going to go and see the dinosaurs that's why we're recording early so part of the reason we moved was to make it easier on us financially but also this year um as you'll know because yesterday I got confused about an email <laughs> so I am I'm just trying to be like I'm gonna work I'm gonna work when I can work so I'm going to edit this podcast when I get back this afternoon. I'm going to record my mini episode for the my Patreon um, later and edit that. And that's fine. And rather than in my head, I'd normally be really stressed. I'd be like, I've got to record an episode and edit an episode. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to do that later. And it will happen at some point, even if it happens in a block focused when the kids go to bed. Fine. Um, and I'm going to have a nice time. And tomorrow is going to be sunny and hot. It's good. Well, it's going to be 26 and sunny, allegedly. So tomorrow I've got a phone call with Holly. And then I was said to Joe, I'm going to try and work from my sun lounger. 
because it's so difficult if you're the main parent main caregiver during summer there are you feel like you missed out on your summer so I'm like if it's sunny and if it's hot I'm gonna give myself some time with my book in my sun lounger because that's my holiday and no one else is going to come in and go oh chippy have an afternoon in the sun lounger with your book you know I have to make it happen so I'm sort of taking I've, I've for the last two days I have been knackered by the end of the day um just because we've been doing like Jim had blood tests yesterday and I took his cousin with him and we had a really nice time but I was just like I always tell my coaching clients one thing that I'm really guilty of doing I don't think you do this I think you're quite good at living it now but like I will obsessively stress about something that's going to happen later that may not even happen right and that usually if you've got if you're doing stuff like the summer holidays then I would ruin my day with my children by obsessively worrying about the work that I'm not getting done even though worrying about it and obsessing about it isn't getting the work done it's not going to make it happen any sooner and instead I'm not fully focusing whereas now I'm like I've got my podcast they're watching telly it's not ideal will it kill them no it won't and then we're going to go and have a fun day looking at dinosaurs I don't know what we're actually doing my friend booked tickets and I'm going to be fully absorbed in that and I will check my emails and I will no doubt email Gemma going and you'll go oh I'm confused because my brain's not working but then you know when I get back I'm just trying to be like right this is what's happening today it's summer holidays it's actually nicer for me to have a nice time than to spend it dressing so although I have been knackered I am trying to focus on what's happening at the time but also make some time for me to do what I want to do and what I ultimately want to do is lie in a sun lounge and read my book and so I've decided anytime it's sunny enough that's what I'm going to be doing and I can work in my sun lounger I can read my book in my sun lounger fine but it's my summer too you know yeah but when I am it's interesting you said that about worrying about something that might happen that might that might not even happen yeah you know what I mean yeah and that was something that I I call that the what if gremlins yeah (laughs) that's exactly in, in coaching we call them gremlins and yeah. my friend my friend who is a coach always used to say to me before I trained she'd be like are you a mind reader and I'd be like no she'd be like oh she'd say are you a fortune teller and I'd be like no and she'd say well so how do you know how do you know what's going to happen yeah and I think uh, in, in my the way I look at it or the, the way I come at it is when people in pregnancy are like what if I've got a massive baby? What if I end up having an emergency section? What if this, what if this, what if this? And like, they really get into your head because subconsciously your brain's like, oh, okay, well that could happen. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's something that I used to be really bad about uh, at when my anxiety was really bad. I'd be like, what if I have a panic attack and pass out? What if, what if, what if, what if? Um, but I'm, much better at it now Mm, I always try and challenge it but it's difficult if it's happening subconsciously you have to try and catch it at that moment when it's just like but what if something really great happens what if yeah and or or just like and I 
um, did a course, like a 10 minute sofa session with the lovely lady whose name we can never quite get, Anna Mathers. Anna. Anna. Uh, on emetophobia and her thing is um cross that bridge if you come to it yeah. and that's the thing it's like if it happens then I'll deal with it but yeah I do have to deal with it now and it is it is literally and I have a an amazing client who I said to her why don't you try and just for one week because she was a big fortune teller of like obsessing about the stuff that might not happen I was like why don't you for one week live in the moment that was about two months ago she's done it ever since she's completely like a different person and she's like no I just deal with stuff as it happens what I'm having doing whatever I'm doing in the moment like oh god I wish I could be like you that's amazing but it is it's really so yeah I'm just like there's no point spending all this money because there's another thing like a lot of stuff is geared towards two two adults two kids or like sending uh, and before because jack was smaller so quite a lot of stuff you had to be four and over or five and over now he's five he can do everything with his brothers mm -hmm. so also it's stuff like i've got to pay for three of them mm -hmm. so you know dino tickets for three four including me um is expensive and it's like if you're spending that money enjoy it mm -hmm take photos with the kids with the dinosaurs be there but you know take them out for lunch afterwards rather than doing what I would be doing before which is like got to send this email and, and in the dark while they're looking at something and being really almost resentful of that time yeah so that's uh, my having, said, having said that though um remember I told on last week's episode I said that we were going to the zoos yeah not the zoos, the museums. Yeah. How was that? Right. Well, so Mike was away with work all of that week, right? And because I have this thing where I have to like, I'm very competitive. I don't oh. know if you've ever noticed that about me, Jerry. <laughs> you know, it's just, I can't even, in fact, the other day, I can't, because I can't let an episode go by without me referencing spin. Okay. It's just, okay. The other day I was in spin and um the some of the instructors do a time trial where you have to you get four minutes and you have to cycle a mile and they have everybody's bike number and their distance on the wall like projected on the wall. spin related incident and and every time they say we're going to do a time trial today i'm like oh fuck because you have to win because i'm because i can't it doesn't matter how knackered I am my body and brain will not let me go sorry we're just gonna sit this one out we're just gonna take it easy my body's like we are giving it 100% and we are going to try to win even if it kills us so this guy just must have seen me go oh fuck like that and he went actually you know what we're gonna do two I was like no 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 and he did one right at the end I actually thought I was gonna be sick came second yeah which so known is first loser yeah yeah but for me you know anyway so I can't remember why no that's amazing oh, yeah, so, huh that's amazing though second at the end of no, the I, I almost took a picture of the leaderboard by so that's a little bit too much Jim don't do that a little bit embarrassing anyway, <laughs> so my, 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 I could been away for a week 
And I'm like, I want to prove that I can win at parenting. I want to prove that I've got this together, right? So I'm going to take all the kids to the zoo. I did I did you. That's a lot. Yeah, right. So Mike was due to fly in on the Friday. So Tom didn't want to go to the museums, which was fair enough. So he went to my parents for the day and me, Ben and Johnny went. So I was like, right, we're going to hit the dinosaur, the Natural History Museum. It was so hot. You were right. Oh, my God. I was going to die. And um, you were like, ben, it, we're fine. And Ben's like, I'm like, Ben, look, it's a stegosaurus dinosaur. Ben, look, and he just stood there and went, hmm, uh, I mean, at what point does it get fun? And I'm like, ah! and Johnny was like, Ben, she's literally about to explode. <laughs> what you know? He said, is this it? Is it, because we're in the natural history museum, is this it? And I was like, yeah, it's like stuffed things bones actual dinosaur yeah i was like this is an actual dinosaur bone uh-uh. see my kids literally as long as there's a shop and my stand-in mother-in-law would take them to the shop sometimes uh, to the museum sometimes and she would just always be disappointed because she'd be like well ned wouldn't do anything until we'd been to yeah. the shop and i was like yeah you have to take them to the shop first yeah so we did go to the shop and got some magnetic stones. Anyway, I realised my a lot audience... like the stones that you could have seen, but he didn't want to see because, yeah. Kids. But I realised my audience. I was like, right, we're shipping out. We're shipping out. We're going next door to the science museum. Did you go upstairs? The Wonder Lab. Yeah. Well, that's extra, isn't it? That's not free. But I was fine. It was like twenty quid for three of us to go in. Worth and he it. was in his element. So I'm like, right, you've got to play to your audience. Like I thought he would have been obsessed with the dinosaurs because he loves Jurassic no, Park, but they weren't moving and they weren't roaring or trying to kill him. And I think he just, there was no excitement there. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, a lot of the time with London, I'm like, there's stuff you can do for free. There's loads of stuff in London you can do for free. And I totally get it. And I, as I've said previously in this episode, I used to have to just find loads of stuff to do for free. But the Science Museum Wonder Lab yeah is well worth it because I bet if you'd had Tom with you even Tom would have found stuff um and what I think is so good about it is that as we've seen I've got emo kid silent kid bonkers kid and all three of them are catered for yeah wonder lab so if you're going to London Mm -hmm. wonder lab at the top of the science museum I genuinely think is worth the cash and that's it's not timed is it you can spend as much time in there as no, you No, it's not timed and it's like you know it was it was just oh, okay this is what he wants he wants to do experiments yeah just off you go and they can kind of just I always imagine myself don't know if other mums think this you know how scorpion mums carry their scorpion babies on their back and no. then Oh, okay. Scorpion mummies carry their scorpion babies on their back and they must make a noise or give off a smell or something. And the little scorpion babies come and climb on and then mm-hmm. off Mrs. Scorpion oh. goes and then they climb off. And oh. I always feel like Wonder Lab is one of those places where me as scorpion mother who in London anxiety always, bearing in mind I lived there for 20 years, still sure I'm going to lose one of my children. Mm. It, I, I de-scorpion at the Wonder Lab because they can all kind of go off but it's got one entrance and exit and I'm pretty sure the lady on the door will be like 
you look mm-hmm. a little little to be leaving by yourself whereas you've grown up or whatever so they yeah. can go off and do different things and that was also really nice is that I could just kind of dot between each kid and be like oh look you're firing water at a target moving target and you're looking at mm-hmm. lightning being made oh yeah that was cool did I ever tell you about that time I thought I'd lost Tom no the O2 <gasps> no I couldn't take my kids to the O2 no 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 it, so seeing. he was about 11 he was about 11 Johnny was about nine we've got tickets to watch X Factor live which is amazing right um I took my mum were you um, hoping they'd say is Gemma is Gemma Bray here is Gemma Bray in the audience oh I no am. not me I am yeah shall I come up shall I come up <laughs> I remember when we were filming my podcast and we were singing something and your computer said are you professional are you searching for music or something do you remember I can't, I can't understand what you're singing or something it said didn't it no it said are you trying to play music or are you yeah. wanting to record music and you were like no thanks not today we went to Wagamama's which was just outside the O2 but it's in like the big square and um we just finished our meal me mum Johnny and Tom um and Ben was a baby he stayed at home with Mike and Tom said I need a wee right so I was like okay too old to come into the ladies loose yeah Lou's literally just there right I could see them I said go, go, go for a wee quickly we need to go to the O2 who has gone ages he was gone ages so I said to Johnny Johnny quickly go and stick your head around there and tell him to hurry up with you yeah so, and Johnny comes back and goes he's not in there honestly Chippy I think every single parent who's listened to this there is a, a moment isn't there when you tip from mildly concerned to full-on panic there is a switch and even now I can feel it going down my arms yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom I've got goosebumps yeah when the collar just drained and I think the same must have happened to me and I went what do you mean he's not in there go back shout shout his name I'll come with you I knew I couldn't go into the male's toilets you're I went in. I'd have kicked the door in and been like no but I did I went in and I was like out. yes Thomas silence so I'm like fuck so I come down the stairs and I must have looked like a crazy woman yeah but I was so calm I I shouted to the restaurant manager how many exits do you have in this restaurant and he went what I went how many exits doors do you have two I said put a member of staff on each door now and I was looking out of the window and and it's actually always almost wants to make you cry in my mind I was envisaging someone dragging him somewhere and seeing it happen I and because that's anyway. like an anxiety dream, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Oh, and I couldn't find him. My mum was kid. like, oh, my mum was looking under tables. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's not going to be under a table. And I was in, I was a split second away from standing on the table and getting all of the diners looking for him. And then he just wanders out of the toilet as if nothing has happened, right? He was just away with the ferries. He decided he wanted to sit down, we. You see, in a bit of a rest. I see, I'm identified with that. I take, I usually have a book in my bag. The number of times I've been like, 
the whole thing must have lasted about seven minutes but it felt like a lifetime and I I I went straight to the bar at the O2 I was like double fuck it's the worst it's awful it's awful it's awful I was just like what what's the problem I think what's the problem did you do that thing that I do to my kids where I'm like, wait, wait until you have children and then you'll lose one and I'll be sitting there going, see, are you having a nice time? Are you enjoying yourself now? What's the problem? Uh, thank you. Sorry. Thank you to all of the staff who were like, what's just happened? <laughs> I think that's the thing, though. You've got to be quick. You've got to be quick. You've got to think. And I don't know where all this information came from in my head. Block exits, do this, this, and the other. It just came from nowhere. Your mum's like, sense. My mum's sense just like literally kicked in. Yeah. Oh, I don't like remembering that. That was just horrible. And then I had to sit through a whole X Factor concert with, um, what was that woman rapper called? Something G. Mama G. Remember her? You never used to watch it. Anyway, what are we doing? So what's been your positive for the week, Chippy? Um, every week it's something new. Well, I just had quite an efficient day yesterday and I don't want to be boring. But you know those days where you just get a lot of shit done? Oh, that's not boring. That's like my perfect day. Yeah, like my gardener came and we just strimmed and gardened and pulled up loads of weeds and sorted something out with the duck pond Jim got his blood test done so I just had an efficient day yesterday what's your positive of the week I feel like I've got this it's going to sound weird but I've got this massive instinct and sense that something really good is about to happen. Oh, I love that feeling. Yeah. So I'm just letting that ride through. Yeah. I feel like something really exciting and positive is about to happen just around the corner. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what it is. And Gary bringing out a new different kind of jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it could be that Sweaty Betty eventually just just think, oh, you know, we'll just send her everything in her. Send her everything, sponsor the podcast, make a new rep. Exactly. Yeah. Not I'm not asking for the moon on a stick, am I? A Gary jumpsuit on a stick. A year supply of jumpsuits, please. Um, I would just like to to say for anybody that is watching on the video, um, that all episode. I felt like Chippy looks like she should be singing jazz in a 1940s um, speakeasy. Darling, dark shade. Yeah, I know. I, it feels like I'm talking to someone back in time. Oh, I think it's the, why is that? The lipstick. And, and like the, the arty stain on your ceiling, it actually adds to the mood. <laughs> who had a leaky, who had a leaky shower? got that fixed finally that's only oh, so this is annoying me right i feel there should be a fourth book it's annoying 
Gemma Blair, my life in songs. <gasps> my life saying to me I sent her a picture of my hair she went Gemma you look more and more like Jane McDonald every day <laughs> living the dream yeah and on that note ladies and gentlemen we shall speak to you slash see you next week say goodbye to you bye